as a student on Princeton's campus that engages in a bunch of other activities, it always has felt to me that everything I do is qualified with the label of being black. So I'm a student, but it always has to be qualified that I'm a black student. Words like queer used to be a term that someone would use towards someone who identifies as gay, lesbian, bisexual, etc. And it used to be something that was pejorative, but now it's been reclaimed by that community. I myself would not use that to describe anyone. I have no intent of using it, and I'm easily able to discern when someone is using that appropriately. And I think the same applies to the N-word. You know, you might have people at the school who are from Nigeria and are black, and they're not African-American. I mean, they're, they're just not American. I mean, you might have people in France, and, and, and people in our country will call them African-American, and I'll say, like, no, you know, they're, they're black. It's important to still be talking to your friends, still be talking to your loved ones, and still be fostering these conversations about these massive issues that are going on today. Because if we don't talk about them, it, it doesn't make it not exist. You just heard four Princeton students, Nathan Poland, Matthew Oakland, Jacob Berman, and Cadence Mitchell, sharing their thoughts on topics like, when is it okay to use the N-word, and who's allowed to say it? And what's it like to be a black student on campus? Should the words African-American and black be used interchangeably? All of these discussions took place on the Woke Wednesdays podcast, a new student-produced show that gives Princeton students, and sometimes professors, a platform to discuss issues relating to race, social justice, gender, sexuality, and more. I sat down with William Pugh, he's a sophomore at Princeton and one of the co-founders of the show, to talk about what it means to be woke, and why he thinks it's important for young people to put themselves out there and speak out about some of these controversial topics. And also, why he really hopes that people disagree with some of the things that are said on the show. We talk about all of this and more, coming up next. So my name is William Pugh, I'm a sophomore here at Princeton. Currently undecided what I'm studying, uh, most likely politics or philosophy, but I'm involved with a lot of different things on campus from the Black Student Union to uh, the debate team and obviously uh, co-founder and president of Woke Wednesdays. And William, so what is Woke Wednesdays? What do you guys talk about? What's the format of the show? So Woke Wednesdays is a student podcast centered around uh, creating discourse and dialogue related to political issues, differences in ideology, uh, social issues, social justice issues, and just really centered around encouraging and fostering a space for a student discussion and discourse uh, with each other and also with faculty and staff and some special guests down the road as well. And how did it start? So it's, it's kind of funny. We, um, after the election, there was obviously an interesting political climate, interesting social climate, not only on Princeton's campus, but also in the United States um, and over winter break, I was just talking with a lot of friends. It started as a, an idea of just inviting people over to my room every Wednesday and calling it Woke Wednesdays. And we would go uh, live on Facebook and just have like a Facebook live stream talking about different issues going on. Um, and then one of my friends, Cadence, was like, how about you do a podcast? And before Woke Wednesdays, I had never really been a huge podcast person, never really listened to them. I liked them, but I just never really was into it. Um, I was like, a podcast would actually be kind of cool. Um, so Cadence Mitchell is the other co-founder and vice president, and with her help, we kind of assembled a board, came up with positions, wrote a constitution, became recognized by the university as a student organization, and kind of took off from there uh, with our first podcast airing in the spring semester of last year. 
And I, I guess for you guys, like, why why a podcast versus mm-hmm. like writing for the prints or the prints right. and progressive? Why not make your voice heard in a different medium? So after kind of looking into it more, I was really convinced that a podcast was a pretty interesting and dynamic way of getting a message out and also encouraging conversation. Um, one, I think it's the type of thing that if you're walking to your you know 10 a.m. class, instead of having a newspaper in front of you, you can just put in your headphones and listen. Uh, to a conversation as you're walking and you can, you know, then take that and share it more easily than often, um, might have, you know, not, might be the case like a physical newspaper. I know you can send articles and things like that online, but I mean, I I think it's a pretty interesting way of getting a message out. It's something that's a little different than paper because for some reason, my generation, we're more into social media and things that are digital. Um, so this is something that I think is pretty accessible. We put it, all of our content on SoundCloud, so obviously you don't have to pay for anything. Um, and we just think that as long as it's short and kind of to the point, people listen to it. And so far, people have been pretty receptive and have done so. And what does it mean to be woke? A, a great question. Great question. <laughs> um, so to me, to me, being woke is basically being socially aware, for one, um, being willing to challenge others, but also challenge yourself and being introspective in that regard. Um, you can't, you know, get on your soapbox and preach at people about something you believe. In my opinion, that's not necessarily being woke. I think trying to understand what people are, and a lot of times, you know, it can stem from a lack of education, a lack of understanding, a lack of diversity in the environment the person may, may have grown up in, and just kind of understanding that and realizing how you can best share your message, but also remain introspective and realize that some people may not be able to understand it, uh, at least maybe not at first, maybe down the road, but just kind of sharing sharing your truth, but also realizing that there's a lot to learn from the people around you. Cool. And this seems like a good time to talk about kind of the growth of mm-hmm. Woke Wednesday, because it kind of got pretty big pretty fast. Like, <laughs> it, Yeah, it did. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Things took off pretty quickly. I mean, from the idea... Um, as soon as we got back to campus, we started recording. We used a $40 microphone, recorded in my uh, my dorm room, and the audio wasn't as great. I always tell people to go back and listen to the first two podcasts and then listen to the subsequent podcasts. And you'll be able to tell that we might have gone into a professional studio, um, which Nathan, our, our audio person on the board, um, reached out to the Lewis Center and kind of coordinated uh, an availability for us to start using that space, which is an incredible recording studio. Um, they're great over there and help us out. And I attribute a lot of the growth to the use of a professional studio and kind of just a growth in professionalism as a group. Everyone's extremely dedicated. Our social media has really taken off. Um, we're working on a website and we think that's going to have a big impact. But overall, I think a lot of it is also attributed to the fact that people are interested in the podcast and people enjoy having these conversations. I couldn't even tell you the amount of times I've been you know, sitting at a meal, just kind of minding my own business. And someone who I didn't know came and sat down next to me and said, Hey, are you Will from Woke Wednesdays? And, you know, I answer yes. I'm like, Oh, I listened to X podcast the other day. Uh, do you have a second? And just having spontaneous conversations. Um, and, you know, I'm not the only person that's, that's had that. And I think it's pretty cool. So who is your audience and who do you hope is listening? That is a great question. That's definitely something we've talked about a lot as a board. Who who is this for? What does this podcast represent? Who do we want to listen? Who do we not want to listen? And the answer is like, we want everyone to listen. We don't want, there's not like a group of, of listeners that were like, oh, we don't really you know, want them to engage with us. We want people 
that agree with us to listen. But we also want people that may not understand our perspective, people who may even like strongly oppose what we're saying to listen and engage with us. And we think that's healthy for dialogue because one, if you disagree with me, one, you're listening to me. And two, you're active enough to want to engage with my opinion. And I think that's a pretty powerful combination. So definitely having those conversations that are difficult. If people disagree, that's great. If people agree, even better. Um, but our audience is definitely the Princeton community. We want to talk about Princeton issues. We don't want to limit ourselves to Princeton's campus and things going on at Princeton University. We want to talk about things going on in the U.S., global issues if they come up, because there's a lot to talk about. Um, but always keeping in mind that we are speaking from our perspective and our privilege as Princeton students and kind of making sure that what we say isn't an overgeneralization, but what we say is, you know, speaking from my perspective as William Pugh, Princeton student, sophomore, and not speaking on behalf of any one group or anything. And one thing that I think is kind of cool and keeps your, helps keep your podcast fresh is that there's always like a different cast of characters, it seems, every episode. Uh, yes. How do you decide who's going to be on the show what week? Yeah, so that's another kind of long process that we're, <laughs> we're still ironing out. Um, what we've done in the past is like last season, every um, each of us kind of paired up with someone else who was on the board and picked a topic that we wanted to do. And then those two of us kind of planned the format of the podcast uh, we planned the special guests we wanted to have, whether it be a professor or a student. And then both of us would also speak on the podcast with the moderator. Um, so Cadence and I usually, or have always moderated the podcast. So if I'm like the student voice, she'll be the moderator, kind of something like that. But this year, we obviously, we're, we're, we've reached out to some, some names that we really want to bring to campus, or at least get them to a studio in New York or Philly where we can have like a studio studio conversation with them or have them call in or something like that. So we've reached out to, obviously we'd love to have Cornell West. Um, we've reached out to Al Sharpton, Colin Kaepernick. There are a lot of names. Um, and those are just three like pretty cool, obvious ones, but I didn't know like Tony Morrison is coming to campus um, for a dedication of Morrison Hall. Um, so it, we also want to kind of tap into the people that are already coming to Princeton and saying, Hey, would you also like to, come speak on a podcast. We only need 30 minutes type of thing. Um, someone who's coming um, in November, Justin Tanner, used to work with the Obama administration, and we're hoping to have him come talk about kind of political climate and things going on in Washington. Cool. Do you have an idea yet of some of the topics or things mm -hmm. that you might be discussing in this upcoming season? Is that, is that what Definitely. we're calling it? Yeah. This year? Or? Yeah. This, so it'll be broken up into two seasons, one this fall and one this spring. Okay. Um, the fall season will start in October, first Wednesday in excuse me, November. November. Because okay. it's already October. <laughs> um, <laughs> time flies. So the first, first Wednesday in November, I can let you know that our first podcast of the season will air. And in terms of the topics that we have floating around right now, one is the current protests going on in the NFL related to the taking a knee and Colin Kaepernick. We've also wanted to talk about Charlottesville, but not limited to Charlottesville, but talk more about the power of symbols and Confederate mem memorabilia, whether it be Princeton's connection to a lot of those things or just general um, conversations about the power of symbols and what that means. Um, we've also talked about appropriation versus appreciation. I know last year, um, there is a big event with the, the hockey team and a Cinco de Mayo party. And it's, it's sickening that, you know, it seems like that conversation has to be had every year or sometimes twice a year that that's not okay. And that's something we definitely want to tackle and partner with uh, Princeton Latinos and Amigos and invite uh, some of them to come speak with us about, you know, what is the difference between appreciating a culture and appropriating it? 
Um, and then we also want to, you know, dive into issues like the Asian myth and like, you know, Asian students feeling like, you know, they're like the model or not feeling like they're the model ethnic group, but having that perception and a lot of the struggles that come along with that, whether it be, um, you know, you have to do math or, you know, you have to like be a doctor and all those things that it is a real pressure that I've, I've had a lot of conversations with people about. So we're trying to, you know, expand and be a lot more intersectional and inclusive and diverse in what we talk about and include as many voices in the conversation as possible. And uh, William, do you consider yourself to be an activist and do you consider what you're doing with Wolf Wednesdays to be activism? I do consider myself an activist. Um, I think that now more than ever we need activism and especially student activism. I think it's easy easier to find someone on TV who's a professor or an adult speaking about a lot of these same topics, but it's a little harder to see students out there really tackling issues related to race and social justice and gender and sexuality. Like those things just aren't really discussed in a public domain from the student perspective. Um, so I think it is a form of activism. I think that as long as you're talking about things that people don't necessarily want to talk about and educating people on things that might not otherwise be covered, you're doing something that's uh, that's good for the general welfare of your community or the people that you're reaching through the podcasts. And for our interested listeners who are not sure if they may be woke or they maybe <laughs> want to become more woke, yeah. or what can people do to stay woke or become woke, aside from listening to your podcast, of course? <laughs> Definitely listen to the podcast. <laughs> you can follow us on Twitter at Woke Wednesdays or the Facebook page. Um, no, but I would honestly say... Don't be afraid to step outside of your comfort zone. Don't be afraid to engage with people who disagree. And I think that's like a talking point that a lot of people use. It kind of sounds pretty obvious that, yeah, you should engage with people who you may disagree with. But even myself, sometimes I have to, you know, double check myself and make sure that I'm not only subscribing to one news outlet. Because an unfortunate thing with media these days, not to mention social media, but just news media, it, it's very divisive and we kind of go to our corners we listen to fox we listen to msnbc and we kind of remain there we don't ever flip to see what the other side is thinking and i think you know if you're always listening to msnbc turn on fox even if it's just once in your lifetime see what it's like if you've never looked at msnbc and you subscribe to fox check it out one day and i've done that myself um i think is very very valuable and you know in terms of social media Definitely that complicates the issue because some of the things on social media are just not factually true. A lot of it is partisan. And just, you know, one of the reasons we chose purple as the color of Woke Wednesdays is that a lot of the things that we're talking about are political issues. And though a lot of the things that we speak about, in our opinion, kind of have a right answer and it's not necessarily debatable, we try and be inclusive and like not politically charged in the way that we think a lot of media is so like the color purple is a blend of blue and blue and red obviously and we try and keep that in account when we're when we're speaking in a way that's conducive for conversation and not polarization if there's one episode that you would recommend that people start with or you think really would could be a good entry point for people to listen to who are curious mm -hmm. you know what which episode would you recommend people listen to and why Ooh, that's hard. I feel like, I mean, those interested, hopefully, who are listening to this podcast will be interested, because I think we've been able to cover a lot um, right now that I haven't really spoken on specifically in any one podcast. One of my most interesting podcasts was one that I spoke on and kind of had a debate with one of my friends, which was the use of the N-word, which is a pretty 
hot topic issue, um, especially in the black community. And, you know, he was African-American himself and we just disagreed on it. And I thought that was a pretty interesting embodiment of what Woke Wednesdays is. It's just like a place to have those sort of conversations that you may not otherwise have. Um, that one I think is really interesting. And one that I also think is really interesting is the conversation that we had um, about the distinction between black and African-American. And we have a young man on there who is from South Africa, who is um, white. And just, you know, talking about the differences between like the black experience versus the African-American experience. But, you know, if you're from South Africa and you're, you know, American ally, you're technically African-American just as I'm African-American. So what does that mean? What are the experiences like? How do you fit in to, you know, spaces on campus and the world as someone who may identify as African-American or do you choose not to? So that's also a very uh, interesting conversation that we recently had. Yeah, I really like that one too. Yeah. Uh, and I guess, what would you say is the goal of Woke Wednesdays? Or what do you hope that listeners take away from it? Um, first and foremost, I hope listeners don't stop by just listening to a podcast and then closing out the SoundCloud app and going about their day. Um, I really hope that people listen to the podcast and then feel some sort of uh, motive or some sort of inclination or ability to go outside and then have a conversation with someone, whether it be, you know, calling your grandparents and saying, hey, like, you know, I heard this podcast the other day about the N-word. I know you were involved in the civil rights movement. Like, what's your perspective on that? Or today we talked about microaggressions, mom. How do you feel that's impacted you as a, you know, doctor in the workplace? You know, so talking about, um, things that we talk about in the podcast and also like maybe things we left out in the podcast. Maybe there's a perspective we didn't have. Um, so engaging with us and we're extremely receptive to that, whether it be commenting on Facebook or sending us a message. And we've definitely gotten a lot of those things. Um, so yeah, I, I just hope that people listen to the podcast, use that as a springboard to have conversations, not only with us, but also people around them. And hopefully that'll be a snowball effect that, you know, one pat podcast can have a ripple effect of conversation in the community. And why is it important to have these kinds of conversations? So I think it ties into what it means to be woke. And one of those things, in my opinion, is to be well-informed and well-informed of not only um, your own opinion, like I think you should be able to articulate how you feel and why you feel that way, but also engaging with people who may disagree. And I think that Woke Wednesdays is an excellent opportunity for people to engage with opposing viewpoints. Um, and I think that's, yeah, that's something that can be pretty influential. Mm -hmm. Uh, and that's kind of everything that I had to ask you, William, but I mean, is there anything else that I didn't ask you that you feel would be important for our alumni listen and just anybody to know? Um, well, one, thank you for this opportunity uh, to, to speak about Woke Wednesdays. <laughs> I think it's a really cool project. I think I've been able to surround myself with some exceptional people who are dedicated to creating a, a platform for discourse and dialogue. I would say that if you're listening to this and you're interested in engaging or listening to Woke Wednesdays, Definitely check us out on Facebook. Uh, you can just type in Woke Wednesdays um, or on Twitter if you use Twitter. I recently started using Twitter. Um, so you can find us there at Woke Wednesdays. Um, and then both of those places have links to the SoundCloud. But if you go on SoundCloud, that's where all the audio content is. Thank you so much, William. It's been great talking you, to you Alan. today. Appreciate your time. Appreciate it.
Season 2 of Woke Wednesdays was set to premiere on November 8, 2017, with an interview with special guest, the Reverend Al Sharpton. Episodes will be posted every other week on the Woke Wednesday SoundCloud and Facebook pages, so you can check them out there if you'd like to tune in. And if you've enjoyed this podcast, we invite you to subscribe in iTunes. We'll be publishing more interviews along with our Pod Tracks oral history podcast all year long. 